Hey everyone, it's Tucker Dixon, and I'm back this week because another week with Anita was out of my budget. With Anita gone, all I remember about Vinny's creep was that, like, she wanted her holes filled and then her downstairs sprayed up or something. I don't know. Carl's creep was too busy trying to win the state lottery when he had the actual lottery in front of him. A woman with dementia who gave you power of attorney? Lie more effectively. Be patient. Put that woman in a cheap-ass home and let her die early. Spend a little bit of money to make a lot of money, you moron. Finally, my creep would have been Dr. Carl Jenkins. He was willing to sacrifice his friend Johnny Rico and Carmen just to get at a brain bug. There are other people you could have sacrificed. People who weren't your friends there, Carl. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Carl does not deserve to smell my shit. Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I'm your host. My name is Vinny. The tower of power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And y'all know my co-host. He's a piece of garbage. It's Kevin from Why Do I Podcast. It doesn't what? get old. It it's always funny. Old. It's funny every time. What's I, happening, Vinny Paulino? How you doing, buddy? I'm great, pal. How are you today? I am doing fantastic, and I'm good to see that you're on the mend and doing well. I'm doing much, much better. <clears throat> I definitely was def- still feeling it last week, but this yeah. week, I'm ready to, to do this. Uh, big update. Tickets are going on sale this very week. Nice. Most likely tomorrow. Okay. They will be available at creepoffroast.com. They're not up yet, but they will be very soon. Creepoffroast.com? Yes. All right. We'll be able to use that link. September 17th, we're doing the roast of Carl and Vinny here at the Comedy Club in Rochester, and uh, we'll have a good roster of of folks on that show. Yeah, uh, we were trying to uh, get Dick Masters head, but there's something about Burning Man. Yeah, it's not looking looking good. It's hard to get people to come from L.A. to Rochester. The other way around is a little easier. I might be able to get Tommy Bechtold. Oh, neat. Yeah, Google that. Uh, Folks, today is going to be a very fun episode, but before we get to today's theme, let's discuss last week, shall we? Yes, let's talk about it. We did Creepiest Pest Control Worker. Yes. We agreed that they don't deserve the job title of Pest Control Worker. They're basically... Exterminators. Yeah, exterminators. Yeah. Which is a way cooler name. It is. That's almost like a, a supervillain or something. The Exterminator. That's fun. It is. Pest control is like, all right, well. I think people wanted it to sound less aggressive and more professional. I suppose. Which is the worst. But I would like to say to our listeners that voted for me. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, to the rest of you that allowed this to happen. Hey, I won by 51% of the votes. Yeah. Squeaked one in there. 
I'm not mad. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> and here's why I'm disappointed. I get the train of thought of where you look at it and you see, oh, my God, Carl's creep's name is Carl. It's also spelled with a K. He's you th- obviously you think a creep. People who vote for me are that dumb that that's all it takes is just, oh, Carl with a K. I'll vote for that. No, Slightly I brought a compelling dumber. argument. I brought a compelling argument. I presented it well. I didn't pull clips from other true crime shows and just play those for once. I thought I did a really good job with my uh, my story, so that's why I won, Vinny. Congratulations, Carl. Take the L. Now I'll take the W. What's we, the score of the game right now? I believe we're going to both be tied at 3-3. Yes! This is an exciting round we this have This is going. an exciting round, and today is going to be a very exciting episode because we took your suggestion. Cristobal Garcia, a patron, sent me this message a week or so ago, and it was chilling, and it stuck with me. He said, hey, you guys should do Creepiest Butcher. I'm a butcher, and I can tell you that killing and skinning animals makes you desensitized. We got all the tools to make bodies disappear, and I could personally take apart a human body with only a six-inch bony knife and separate into two piles, meat and bones. Isn't it fun how we started that thing, you know, this is a show about creeps, by creeps, for creeps, and it really has come to fruition, hasn't it? Yeah, my response was, oh, that's a really good suggestion. Please don't hurt us. I hope that person is busy in September. Let's put it that way. He said that uh, he's told me not to worry. He said Carl's the one who looks more like an animal. You just eat <laughs> like one. So the guy's got jokes too. I so get it. Cristobal, our patron, you got your wish. We are doing creepiest butcher today. Creepiest butcher. Are you ready? I'm. Uh, I'm ready, Carl. I won, so I will go first, and I want to present to you a man named Pavel Orelikovitz. I'm going to do my best. That's to, not how his name goes. It's something it? like that. Pavel Relevitz. Something like that. I'll call him Pavel. It'll be easy enough. And uh, Nuclear this, vessels. This story all circulates around a woman in the UK, 21-year-old Libby Squire. She is attending university, as they say. And she goes out in the end of January of 2019 to go drinking with her friends. She should be studying. Let that be been, a lesson. She should have been studying you. because what she did is she got so drunk that the club wouldn't let her in. She was stumbling around. The club's like, you can't come in here. But her friends all go in, so she takes a cab ride home by herself. This very drunk 21-year-old girl. Okay. Well, that's the last time anybody ever saw our friend Libby Squire. And there was a, a gentleman in the area who seemed to be a prime suspect for her disappearance. And that's our friend, uh, Pavel. He was already becoming of interest to police for other reasons. Pavel Radovich was a 24-year-old man living in the local area. He was Polish and grew up near Warsaw before moving to the United Kingdom in 2012. From the outside, Pavel seemed like a dedicated family man. He had a wife, two young children, and he held a job as a local butcher. He was a hard worker and enjoyed hitting the gym. So he seemed like a very normal guy, wife, kids. Yeah, he's normal guys are the ones who hit the gym. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He actually cares about how he looks, wants to be healthy, live a long life. You know, one of those kinds of people. All that overrated shit. Well, apparently, from 2017 to 2019, this guy was just racking up different offenses. Police gathered evidence of multiple offences conducted between December 2017 and January 2019. These charges included voyeurism, 
outraging public decency, and three counts of burglary. And it was soon learned too that Pavel, he was targeting young female students living in the area. All right, so this guy's a creep through and through. This is the definition of a creep, Vinny. Pavel Radovich was actually a sexual predator. Although students didn't know him at the time or his name, on numerous occasions, Pavel was noticed staring at women through their bedroom windows while they undressed. He would break into students' bedrooms and stole sex toys and underwear. Ooh. Further witnesses even recalled him performing sex acts on himself in the streets, with two girls traumatized after seeing him with his trousers around his ankles. Jagging it, jagging it, jagging it, jack. Spanking it, jagging it, spanking it, smack. Is that what he was doing, or was he using the sex toys? So th what this creep was doing was he's collecting the sex toys and then he was jerking off with them. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and he got okay. the panties and everything going, too. It's, now, uh, Not what, a normal choice. No. And I got to tell you that Pavel probably would still be a free man if not for the fact that there are cameras everywhere in the UK. Everywhere there are cameras. And I brought a couple of videos here, Vinny, that I want to show to you because uh, when Libby got dropped off at her house... There are cameras following her around the neighborhood and capture everything that went down here. All right, here's your first video. Yep. In court, Libby's parents watched her final moments play out on CCTV. Highlighted here with the green arrow, she tried to get into a club, but was turned away for being drunk. She got a taxi home, but didn't go inside the house, and instead walked off cold, confused, and vulnerable. She was spotted by Pavel Relevich. He'd been driving around Hull's student area, prowling, as the prosecution put it. Here you can see Relevich highlighted in red, stalking Libby. As the CCTV hits midnight, taking them from January into February, he's mirroring her movements along the street. So you got this guy who likes breaking into dorm rooms and stealing panties and dildos, and he likes to jerk off in the road, and he's just a real Why don't creep. we jerk off in the road? <laughs> Why don't we jerk off in the road? The White Album. Underrated, in my opinion. Um, all right, so then uh, there's more to this video, because as I said, not only are they able to watch him watch her, and they see his movements following her around, but he eventually gets her into his car. This is my next video. Relevich had parked his car on a side road, unwittingly right in front of this security camera. Its footage shows the two of them getting in together, Libby either persuaded to with the offer of a lift home or forced to against her will. The car sets off and goes straight to a local park. The park next to the no, river Hull is where Libby was raped and murdered on that freezing cold night. A local resident told police he heard screams, distant but loud and frantic. Way to help out, buddy. We just thought it was the ghost of the park again. <laughs> <laughs> no, Why did somebody call the police? There's, there's people getting raped in that park all the time, sir. Can you please call the police? It's haunted. I think it's just haunted. <laughs> what are you doing? All That's right. the ghosts of rapes past. So Libby disappears, and uh, there's no body. No one knows what happened to her. Uh, seven days. That was February 1st that happened. Yeah. Seven days later, the police finally get enough evidence together that they arrest Pavel. On February the 7th, 2019, 
Paul Radovich was arrested under potential abduction of Libby Squire. During this time, they seized his vehicle in an effort to look for any clues on Libby's whereabouts. And inside the car, police found a pink duffel bag containing two masks and sex toys stolen from students' homes across the city of Hull. Ruh roll! That's not something good to have in your car. That's probably driving around with evidence in your car is not always a good idea. Don't put it in the glove box. Yeah, you got it. Right! Thank you! They're gonna look there. The cops always look there. <laughs> Alright, so what he did is he dumped her body in a river that then washed out to sea. And it took about seven weeks for them to find her body. Don't worry, the gulls found her first. It was also found that bruises were evident along Libby's abdomen, chest, and thighs. Toxicology results revealed that no drugs were present in Libby's system, but her alcohol reading of 198 milligrams to 100 milliliters of blood meant that she was two and a half times over the legal drink-drive limit. She sounded like a lot of fun. I feel bad for her, you know what I mean? I don't. I hope this doesn't discourage other women from getting wasted and wandering around their neighborhood because that's the start of a fun story right there. Ugh. Usually. Usually. This time, not so much. It's sometimes it's like the start of a fun adventure. Yeah, exactly. Other times it's the end of a tragic tale. Well, this is actually how this tale ended. I thought this is uh, a bit disturbing. So there's, uh, there's rape and murder going on uh, a little after midnight. Yeah, trigger warning, everybody. <laughs> and then... Um, and then our perpetrator is spotted later that evening or that night, early into the morning. At 2.51 of the same morning, Pavel Relevich was seen walking over Newlands Avenue and masturbating in the street. Jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, spanking it, spanking it, smack. This fucking oh, guy novel. rapes and murders a girl. He's just like, God, that got me really horned up. <laughs> I got to jerk off some more. Guy's incredible. That's really dumb. So that's my creep, Vinny, and uh, that's what I present as the creepiest butcher on the creep off. What do you got for us, buddy? That's all you got, huh? All right. <laughs> that's all I got? Yeah. This guy's a creep. It's the definition of a creep in every single way. Well, I'm going to start off by telling you something really interesting today. My creep, my creepiest butcher. Yeah. Ooh, it's a lady. Oh, <laughs> didn't see that coming. Yeah, she is a lady, and let me tell you something. She is one fucking horrific human being. Okay. This woman is nothing but a problem. <laughs> okay. In every walk of life. Cool. Okay. Is she at least a good butcher, though? What? She's proficient. Okay. Quite good. Good. Quite good, actually. All right. So she's got that going for This her. story blew my fucking mind, Carl. There is so <laughs> much to this, folks. Strap in, because okay. we're going to be here for a couple oh, minutes. Oh, shit, it's one of these. All right. All right. So when she was two years old, my creep today, her name is Catherine Knight. We'll call her Kathy. She is the only woman in the history of the country of Australia to have ever been sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Interesting. Only woman. It's impressive. Yeah. Uh, a psychiatrist described her as having a, quote, prehistoric mentality. Prehistoric mentality? Yeah. She's a step above a primitive fucking cave person. Weird. She grew up in a vile family. Her parents had an affair. Okay. So the father had a family already. He ends up moving in with her mother, and her older stepbrother is moving to this place. There's one bedroom. It's the story. The, ki the parents are fucking in front of the children <laughs> of a on a daily basis. a girl named Kathy. 
Who's watching her mom and stepdad fuck? Her stepdad used to beat the shit out of her mom, and they would just fight back and forth. They were known as the Knight family was just a fucking problem in okay. town, okay? And the two stepbrothers raped her all the time until she was about 11 years old, and she got big enough to fucking beat their asses so that they stopped. Nice. Okay? From what I understand, that's how you fight back against a bully. Where they Punch grew him in up the nose. is a pretty shitty part of Australia. It's a place called Aberdeen. The only things that were there was a clothing factory, mines, or the meatworks. Okay, the meatworks is where her stepfather worked, and she real or her dad. It's yep. actually her dad really yep. wanted to fucking work, and she wanted to do that too. She quit school at 15 years old after she beat up a teacher. <laughs> she had no idea how to read or write. And by age 18, she was six foot one. Okay. Okay. In spite of her not having an education or being able to read or write, she got her dream job right out of quitting school at 15. She was working at the local abattoir, the Meatworks. Nice. Her job at 15 years old was scraping marrow off of bones. She got promoted quickly to Boner, and they gave her her very own set of knives. You said she got promoted to Boner? Correct. That's the name of the job. So she's ripping the bones out of the meat now. And okay. they gave her her own set of knives, Carl. Uh, she loved the fucking knives. Yeah, what a boner. She actually hung them over her bed. Cool. With every man she's ever been around, there was a set of knives hanging above her bed. I just have one question for you. Yeah. Are you a boner guy? Are you a boner guy, Vinny? Oh, yeah. Lots okay. of boners. <laughs> So it's hard to answer, isn't it? It's a really difficult. It's a question. really difficult question to answer. What? What are you asking me this? Sir? <laughs> so this lady fucks her and sucks a lot. She gets around. She's kind of a kind of a whore. Okay, but she's also fighting everybody in town. Like she. Will I was going to say fight. she seems kind of butch. If she's six one, yeah. and she's beating people up. So she meets this guy named Dave Kellett, Right. Mm -hmm. She's eighteen. He's nineteen. And he is a flat-out drunk, and he's five foot two. Okay. He's constantly getting into bar fights and getting his ass kicked until Catherine becomes his tag team partner, and she starts beating the shit out of people for him. And like Everybody drink. Yeah. Now she's his bodyguard. Uh -huh. And one day she says to him, you're going to marry me now. And he's like, uh, what? She gets him drunk, puts him on the back of her motorcycle, drives him to an event that her family put together. When he showed up to this event... This he, could be a sitcom, by the way. Carl. These people are funny. Carl, this is the craziest story I think I've <laughs> ever tried to tell on this show. Do you have a photo of these people? I want oh, to see I'll show you a, a picture a six of her. one woman next to a uh, Hold on. five foot two hubby looks like. So I don't have a picture of that guy, but okay. I have a picture of Kathy for you. All right. There she is. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, she's a looker, huh? No, Yuck. Carl. She Yuck. is gross. Gross. A very red in the face. Lots of booze. Yeah. Her mother, Kathy's mother, Barbara. This is what David Kellett describes her as saying to him at their wedding. The old girl said to me to watch out. You better watch this one. She'll fucking kill you. Stir her up the wrong way. Do the wrong thing. You're fucked. Don't ever think of playing around on her. She'll fucking kill you. <laughs> and that was her mother talking. That's great. She said, she's got something loose. She, you know, she's got a screw loose up there. That's alcohol, the wedding. Man. You shouldn't drink alcohol. So it did not take him long to find out that all mom was right. Yeah. On their wedding night, Carl, she tried to strangle him to death. She says that 
they had sex three times. Okay. He rolled over and went to sleep. He woke up to this woman full on Homer Simpson strangling him, <laughs> punching him in the face, repeatedly going, Mom and Dad did it five times. Mom and Dad did it five times. Oh, really? Bashing him in the fucking face. <laughs> Mr. Takei, come on. That's that was funny. the night of their wedding, Carl. Wait, she, is that true? She wanted yes. to do it five times? She was yes. mad that they only did it three she times? How she knew her fucking parents did it five times She's on probably watched night. it. <laughs> She's probably <Jesus>. there. <laughs> so another situation. This guy's in a dart league. His team wins the championship one Oh, night. good. Yeah, good things are happening for Dave. Nice. But he comes home later than expected. All of his clothes and shoes are on the front lawn engulfed in flames. Oh, no. <laughs> And That's a problem. Then she started screaming at him and chased him around and f- smashed him over the head with an iron skillet, alcohol his babe. skull. You shouldn't drink alcohol. Okay. He runs over to the neighbor's house. They call an ambulance for him. Then he tells them they fell because he was afraid of her. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. So Kellett eventually left Catherine. In the middle of the night, he packed all of his shit. It just disappeared like a battered spouse. I actually have uh, the audio of that. Okay. Smart. So this leads to complete insanity. Okay. Kathy goes nuts. At this point, they have a baby together. Oh, Jesus. And he just flat up disappears and leaves the baby with the crazy butcher. The crazy violent butcher. So this guy's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to pull out, buddy. So she goes a, to the middle. Of, she puts the baby in the car- in like the, uh, the, the carriage thing takes the baby to the middle of the street, holds the baby up by the ankle, and starts swinging around going, I don't want to raise this baby by myself. You better, somebody better fucking tell me where David Kelly is or I'll kill every one of you sons of bitches. By and the she's way, shaking a baby. That if you want to know whether or not she's a fit parent, I think that that action right there. The police Knock saw her, her and the police go, oh, Jesus Christ, Catherine again. <laughs> yeah. And they fucking took her and the baby. They took her right to the nut hut. They gave her antidepressants and her baby back and said, oh, you'll be fine. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to guess that that's not true. A week fucking later, Carl. Yeah. This woman went to the train tracks and left the baby on the train tracks. What did you do? When the, she knew the coal train runs through town every day at four she puts the baby down at 3.45, goes to the town, goes to the hardware store, steals an axe, and starts walking around the streets screaming, I'm going to kill David Kellett. Where the fuck what is he? An asshole! She leaves the baby she, up there to die. She literally tied a baby to the railroad tracks. She's trying to be like the most evil person ever. Carl, she just left the baby there. And lucky for this fucking baby, this homeless dude named Old Ted came walking by and saw the baby on the tracks and picked it up and, like, took it to the police. Okay. So the baby survived. They took her to the nut hut again because she's wielding an axe, running through the streets like a crazy person. Again, they adjust the medication and give her the baby back and say, What year is this, Vinny? We're talking this is the early 80s. Wow. Wow. I think you'd think they would lock him up back then. Carl, we're not done yet. Yep. All right. A week or two later... Kathy calls a neighbor and says, my baby's sick. I got to take it to the hospital. Could you drive me? And okay. the lady's like, Kathy, I, I'm busy. I got my kids. I can't do it. My baby's sick. God damn it. I'll fight every last one of you. Like whatever the fuck. 
threat she does. This one's like, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. So she packs her kids in her car, goes Since over to Since does she Kathy's care about house. the welfare of this kid also? That's, if I was the neighbor, I was like, didn't you want this kid dead anyway? What's the difference? Carl, Kathy is waiting with her carriage for this woman to show up. And she sees all of this woman. This woman brought her children with her. Yeah. And she loses her mind. She goes up on the porch. And apparently she used to hide a shotgun up there. Okay. And thank God David Kellett took the shotgun with him. But she was fucking freaking out going, where the hell is it? Where the hell is it? There's too many of you motherfuckers. And she's losing her mind up on the porch. This woman's just like, Kathy, are we going to take you to the hospital? I got my kids. Kathy walks over to the carriage where her baby is and pulls out a fucking meat cleaver that she had in the thing with the baby. Okay. And she says, grabs the woman, holds the knife to her throat and says, you're going to take me to go kill David Kellett's mother, and then you're taking me to Queensland, and we're going to kill David Kellett. <laughs> and this woman's like, uh, okay. They get in the car, and the woman starts driving, and this lady's got a knife, and she's holding their baby. The kids are in the back. Yeah. She goes, uh, before we could drive that far, we got to stop for gas. She stops for gas. She says, I'm going to have the kids go to the bathroom. She's like, all right, dear. <laughs> like, she just thinks this yeah. lady's going to fucking go along with this. Well, they go and lock themselves in the manager's office of the gas station. Fucking Kathy sees this. Oh, shit. It's on. At the same time, a one-legged mechanic nicknamed Hoppy, according to everybody, <laughs> yeah. is there. And she sees him. And she knocks him the fuck out, takes his crutch, and starts busting apart the entire gas station, screaming, I'll kill you all! Busting the place open. Hoppy's on his back. She starts trying to kick in the door. She goes into the garage, and there was a riding mower. She ripped the fucking blade off the bottom of the riding mower with her bare hand. Wow! While she's holding the baby. It's impressive. And she's kicking in the fucking door. They're calling the police. The police show up. And she's just, I'm going to kill every last one of you. And as you know, the cops already know this woman. They're like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's Kathy again. Yeah, let's, let's adjust it's her. Kathy. Let's adjust her medication. It's <laughs> one like more they're pill. not doing anything for her over there at that <laughs> hospital. So she's fucking going crazy. You know what their, their solution was to what, stopping this woman? What was the solution, Minnie? They just let her tire out. Yep. They just let her swing herself silly. Yeah, you old rope a dope. Till eventually she just like collapsed on the floor and they came in with like sticks and brooms. They're like, come on, come on, Kathy, go. And they, like they prodded her out of the place. Took her to the hospital. Again, she gets out because David Kellett comes back. Really? To protect the baby. Well, now he cares. For the sake of the baby. Okay. Now, he eventually gets so scared again. He runs out. He leaves. The, of the hospital? Or what are we talking about? Their relationship. He disappears. Yeah. But he got her out. He could have left her in. He got this woman out. Ugh, an idiot. Okay. 1986, they break up. Catherine jumps into a whirlwind romance with a guy named David Saunders, a local miner. Another David, huh? Within a few months, Saunders moves in with her and her two daughters now. Wait, what? She had another baby with Kellett in this time. What? However... This guy, Dave Saunders, keeps his apartment, and Knight becomes incredibly upset. Kathy does not like this. She is what, suspicious what, what? of what he's up to at that apartment. Things grew toxic and violent pretty quick. She went and took his two-month-old dingo puppy, held it up in front of him, 
and slit its throat oh. from ear to ear. No, that's not cool. Just to tell him, don't you fuck with me. I'll show you what I'm capable of. Then she bashed him unconscious with a frying pan. Oh. All right. Still, this woman must fuck like I don't know what. Because he stuck around for another two years and put another baby in her. Wow. Now she's got three. And he leaves her not too long after the birth because she's tried to murder him with a pair of scissors. <laughs> so have I established that this woman sucks yet, yeah, Carl? she sucks. Okay. Then she meets a gentleman by the name John Chillingsworth. And That's a made-up name. No. <laughs> Chillingsworth. Chillingsworth. Yeah. She learned, and everything was fine in this relationship, Carl, mm-hmm. except for he found out Kathy was cheating on him. Really? Yes. She's the one with options? Yes. This guy had like, not a normal relationship with this woman, and she's like, this is too boring. Yeah. And she went and found a new guy, and the new guy's name was John Price, or as his friends called him, good old Pricey. Price was the father of three children when Knight had the affair with them. It's a story of a crazy bitch named Kathy. She'll fuck you up if you don't do what she says. She's Louise. Everybody loved Pricey. He got divorced in 1988. He had a two-year-old daughter, uh, remained with his former wife. His two older kids lived with him. Price was aware of Knight's violent reputation. She moved into his house in 1995. Okay. His children liked her. He was making a lot of money working in the local mines. Why does anyone like her? I don't fucking know. He said to everybody, life's a bunch of roses. Everything's fine. In 1998, Knight, Knight and Price fought over his refusal to marry her. In retaliation, Carl... She videotaped items he had allegedly stolen from work and then mailed the tape to his bosses. What an asshole. All right, that's, the, all right, that's actually the worst thing that that's I've heard. That's what I'm saying. What an this asshole. woman sucks so fucking yeah, bad. That's a dick move. Come on. The items are out-of-date medical kits that he scavenged from the garbage for some reason. I guess because he's married to her and he's terrified for himself. He's going to need the extra first aid kits around the fucking house. Price was fired from his job he had for 17 years. Same day, he kicks her out. News what she did goes around the town. He restarts the relationship with her. Oh, good. Because she fucks so good. I guess so. So he refuses this time to let her move in. The fighting becomes more frequent. His friends won't even hang around him because she's so fucking awful. One day, she takes one of the knives off of her wall at her house and stabs him in the chest with it. See that coming? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Price finally kicks her out of the house once and for all, files for an order of protection. But she had keys. It was a pass place, and the laws were weird. The judge told them that it was going to take the police three weeks to formally evict her from being allowed to come to this house. Why? That's insane. Correct. (laughs) Okay. That same afternoon, Price said to his coworkers uh, that if he didn't come to work the following day, it would be because Kathy had done him in. Concerned about the situation, his fellow co-workers said that, dude, don't go home. Yeah. Come stay at my place, dude. Crash on my couch. Right. But She's a psycho. He felt that if he didn't show up at his house, she would kill his kids. Okay. He was that afraid of her. Yeah, I can see that. He got home. There's no one there. He watches TV. He takes a shower, goes to bed. Kathy sneaks into the house around 11 p.m. She woke him up and fucked his brains out. Jesus Christ. He's like, all right, I guess she's here. I might as well have a row. And he 
fucks her, and falls asleep and rolls over. And then she said, Thank you! He didn't realize that she brought her butcher knife with her. Okay. He rolls over to go to sleep. First knife right in the fucking back. Okay. And he wakes up, jumps out of bed, and starts running down the hallway with her all over him. Yeah. And stabbing and fucking slashing him. And he's crying and screaming, and she's like, Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. He can't scream because she perforated his lung with the knife. Okay. So he is just trying to fucking get away from her, and she's stabbing and stabbing and stabbing. She gets to the front door, opens the door, tries to get out. She grabs him, pulls him back in. Total 36 stab wounds. Dude's Whoa, dead next to the front door. Butt slam! <laughs> so 6 a.m. the next morning, Carl. Yeah. A neighbor notices that Pricey's white Ford Medano sedan was still in the driveway. And they thought, that's not normal. He's usually at work first thing in the morning. Sure. So Fucking nosy neighbors. When he didn't arrive at work, his employer sent a fellow worker to his house to see if he was okay. They went to the door. The first thing they noticed were his boots sitting outside and a big thing of blood on the outside of the door from when he tried to get out. She didn't do a good job of cleaning up the crime scene. I, oh, she did a I beautiful see. job, as you're about to find out. Okay. So they call the police. The police show up, and they're trying to look through the windows, but they don't see anything because the vestibule is covered by a curtain. So they open it up. They start to go in through the curtain, and the cop realizes, oh, shit, my arm is really fucking wet here. What the fuck is this? This bitch skinned Pricey, mm -hmm. and she was so good at it she took all the skin off this man's body in one piece. Oh, nice. And then hung it up on meat hooks. Oh, fun. Leading into the living room. <laughs> That's fun. They walk in, they turn around, and they see a skinned corpse <laughs> sitting with its legs crossed in a chair uh -huh. with a two-liter bottle of Coca-Cola. Oh, cool. Missing its head. Nice. They continue to That's walk through the That's a fun gag. House. That's a pretty fun gag. If I'm the oh. cops, I'm going, oh, God, I Dude, didn't expect that. If you like jokes. Yeah, I do. They walk into the kitchen. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. And what they notice when they get into the kitchen was a smell. It stinks. <laughs> On the table, they saw two places set, each with a plate full of vegetables. And... What appeared to be cooked meat on the front of the plates were the names of John's children for each place. Okay. And then they looked at the stove, and they realized there was a big pot on the stove, and they opened that up, and there was uh, his head mm -hmm. with a bunch of vegetables, uh -huh. and she had cooked potatoes and brown gravy, and she had all of this set up, this meal. It turned out that those two pieces of meat were uh, his right and left butt cheek. Oh, okay. So she literally cooked their father's ass for them mm -hmm. to eat. Okay. And as the cops are looking at this absolutely fucking horrified, they just had to walk through the fucking meat curtain car wash to get him to fucking <laughs> find a fucking skull, uh, a fucking cooked human yeah. being yeah. with vegetables and all sorts of shit with just cr blood everywhere. My guy was jerking off in the street, though. They start hearing... <laughs> from the other room yeah she had a big day she's probably pretty tuckered out they walk in and they find her laid on the bed sound asleep she had taken a bunch of sleeping pills mm -hmm. and uh, apparently she tried to od they took her to the hospital and she recovered it would later be discovered that he she stabbed him 37 times before beheading and skinning him removing his genitals in the process she then drove to town with his wallet, took $1,000 from his bank account, 
police still don't know where that thousand dollars went. They don't know what she fucking spent it on. Yeah, I see your problems. Yeah. I would say. So for these crimes, this lunatic was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. The first time in the history of that place called Australia where a woman got that sentence. So, I mean, what's the interesting part? Great story, Vinny. Vote for Vinny and <laughs> Kathy Knight. All right. Well presented, my friend, as always. People can go to thecreepoff.com and vote for who you thought brought the creepier butcher from this week's Kathy the Knight. Creepoff. Uh, Kathy Knight. That's the winner, baby. Whatever. She ratted on her husband, got him fired from his job. That was fucked up. That's that, not cool. That, that's, I, I mean, listen. I mean, imagine if this woman had no skin him, she would still be in competition. She is a disgusting creep. You know what we should do? All right, I just had an idea. All right. Pick someone who's like a, an uber creep, and then we have to explain what we think makes them a creep, but we have to use different things that they've done to determine what makes them a creep. You know, like you could be like, well, you know, she cooked the guy's ass for his kids. And I'd be like, yeah, but he also, she also got her husband fired by videotaping this. You know what I mean? Then we go back and forth and then figure out, this is a bad idea. I'm, I'm already badly Isn't that it. kind of the premise of the show that <laughs> we're on right is, now? Yeah, never mind. This is a bad idea. It's more work. It's Kevin, much more work than I need. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Kevin. Why do we podcast? Why do I podcast? Might be the name of this episode. <laughs> She is so gross. Look at this face again. Yeah, no, she's not an attractive lady. That's uh Would you though, Vinny? No. Would you? No. For for my own safety, if she was like, <laughs> no, Yo, I... gonna fuck me or I'll brain ya, I'll be like, All right. Maybe. All right. Ugh, she's so gross. So uh those are our creeps this week. Carl, are you ready to do some voicemails? Yes. All right. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the City of Syracuse. A man saw his 127th Paul McCartney concert last night at the Carrier Dome. Sure, there are sadder things in Syracuse, but not many. See you in Syracuse. What? What's wrong with seeing Paul McCartney? That's what times? I thought. Apparently, Syracuse has no taste in anything. What the fuck's wrong? What's that all about? Well, you could yell at Brian McBride at the uh, McBride, roast. What, what band should you see a hundred times? You tell me, buddy. I like the Eagles. Yeah. Just fucking smack him. <laughs> Get on a step stool and smack him across his face. Can you believe someone would want to see the most prolific songwriter in history perform his music? Yeah, I can. Sounds like a good idea, actually. Oh, man. You know McBride would beat your ass in a fight. For what? For liking Paul McCartney? Yep. <laughs> All right, bring it on. Sleeves, be like, is that what the roast Paul is going to turn McCartney into? Paul McCartney is my hill to die on. Is, is, that the, is that the roast is going to turn into? Just me and McBride having a fist fight? Hopefully. That'd be fun. Oh, man. Oh, man. If only. <laughs> So uh, let's start off with some voicemails. Here we go. Hey, Vinny. Hey, Carl. This is Colton from Syracuse. Uh, love the show. Looking forward to the roast later this year. It's not too late. I had a suggestion for your joint wheel of consequence. It's too late. Uh, one chip challenge on the show. Three minutes, no drinks. What? The one chip challenge, I looked it up, is apparently eating super hot red hot peppers. Oh, okay. Which uh, I, I don't do well with those. You don't do well things. with those? I'd look like Kathy Knight. I'd be as red as her. Oh, maybe we should do that. Then. No, I like that. thank you. No, that, thank you. That Pass. sounds like a fun one. I like spicy things. I hate spicy things, and I don't want it. My belly won't like it. Um, Here we go. <laughs> you really are just a big Gerber baby, aren't you? But they need a new one. I may be tired 
right now, but did you not even say why your creep got caught? At least with Vinny give that goes off on a fucking rant about details and talks for like five minutes about oh this creep did this and this and this and this and this and this and this that he tells us the important information. Yeah, you told motherfucker, you spent so long talking about what this dude bought. Yeah. That he didn't even tell us why he got caught. Both for many. Fuck that. Yeah, where were you when I needed you, sir? Yeah. I don't, yeah, I might have glossed over that, but he got caught. <laughs> they figured it out eventually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you buy $1,500 worth of lottery tickets every day, I think you kind of want to get caught. Speaking of being caught. Carl! Carl, is that you, my sweet boy, Carl? My bank account's getting real low, Carl! Did you really think you could win just because your dude's name was Carl? Like, seriously? You gap-toothed motherfucker. Do you gap? Fight? Do you have any brain cells, dog? Can you tooth? What the fuck? Vinny Winnie, let's fucking go, dog. Woo! Gap tooth, motherfucker. You're thinking of my brother. Excelsior, true believer. I have a couple voicemails here, Vinny. Uh, no one cares. Hey, this is from the Creep Off. It's Dan Laboring Suggestion Guy. Um, in lieu of the recent event, suggestion, creepiest uh, substitute teacher or alleged substitute teacher, and... Uh, one more thing, a consequence that is, uh, it's kind of in line with the Crocs. Just gotta get a Lenny Dykstra jersey and just wear the fuck out of it. Alright. Thank you, fuck you, bye. I would do that. I'd buy one anyway. I know. I, when I heard that, I was like, that's actually a really funny idea. Hey, Phillies or Mets? What it, are you I was gonna with? ask you the same thing. It's gotta be Mets for me. Just because the 86 Mets team. I was... say we get matching. I'll get a Phillies one. Okay. You get a Mets one. And we'll just wear it wherever. I It'll love be it. perfect for the roast. I love it. All right. I'm all in. Right. So that was a good good suggestion, sir. I love that this person's all proud of himself for suggesting a, a category. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got one more for us here. All right. This one's for the creep off. So I had COVID a few months ago, and the only thing I could do was lay in bed and listen to podcasts. So I went through like 50 episodes of The Creep Off. Nice. I haven't listened to it since. I oh. can't hear Vinny's voice ever again. But the one thing I do remember from that time is Carl making a joke about the Kiss song, Lick It Up. And his favorite lyric from that song is, you've got to live like you're on vacation. And he says, Gene Simmons, that the Paul Stanley song, Lick It Up, Gene Simmons wrote that lyric because his wife, who he didn't marry for another, like, 20 years, would only give him head if he was on vacation. The man famous for having casual sex with thousands of women. Only on vacation. Good one. I can't believe you listened to 50 episodes in a row, and that was the thing that stuck out. Like, I got to call him and let him know that this is nonsense. He didn't even write that song, and that's not why that lyric is in there. I went and saw Multitude uh, this past Saturday ah. night. My uh, my wife uh, performs in that band. I used to be in it with her boyfriends, and um, they played "Lick It Up," and I just turned to the people I was with and went, "This song sucks." I don't know. I don't know why they insist on playing that song. It's the worst song ever. It really is bad. It's not great. It's not great. But uh, it's not as bad as uh, "Heaven's All Fire." I don't know about that. I, if you would have said I was made for loving you. That I might have got along with you. I don't know, man. That Heavens on Fire song drives me nuts. I got another voicemail. All right. This one came from some came from our friend in Discord. Hello, Vinny. This is Ferret2154 from the Discord. 
please do not refer to your co-host as Ferret Face, as it is demeaning to to me and my people. Thank you. Yeah, Vinny. Fine. You're offending people okay. when you make fun of me like that. I'm sorry, Possum. Especially me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Possum Puss. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna win this. All one. right, last voicemail. Hey guys, love what you're doing. You got to choose a, a little bit creepier of a job. Turns out, uh, pest control people are fucking awesome. One guy goes above and beyond and takes care of two more pests, which is a Karen that has to tell everybody how to do their job and her annoying fucking dog. And the other guy gives this old lady the only thing she'd ever wanted: a son yeah. and a family. Sound like pretty great guys to me. Love you. Bye. Good point. You can't take it with you. So what is she going to do with the $1.7 million? Yeah, I say we strike your, your win from the record. What? And just disqualify the category. We're going to go back to three to two. No. I'm in the lead. That's how that works at all. Well, That's no, insane. You disagreed with the guy. I, just, a bad I liked his angle on things, Manny. Let's not overthink it. I was trying. <laughs> Let's not overthink it. Do here. me a favor. Hit the uh, scum parade music, would you? Sure. Watch out for the scum parade. After allegedly getting into a physical altercation with a 17-year-old employee, a former Popeye's chicken manager was arrested and charged. Allegedly, there's video evidence of it. Oh, I have the video right <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, you tell me if you think this bad. I want to set this up real quick, though. Yeah. Because the story really focuses on the fact that he's 20 and she's 17. Sure. They're trying to play this thing like, oh my gosh, how could you hit a teenager? She's much taller than him. He's five foot nothing. He weighs 160 pounds. She might even weigh more than him. If anything, I'd say this is kind of a fair fight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you be the judge. <laughs> Wham! Wow, he's got his dukes up, too. He's ready to go around, too. And he's trying to throw her out. It's yeah. like... Apparently, she was trying to clock out or had just clocked out. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, you need to go back to work. You need to go back to work. And she was like on her phone because she was leaving. And uh, that's from what I understand, from what I read. But I, I don't think she'd ever hit a woman. But in this scenario, I, I kind of understand. She's being, Get back she's to work. Oh, yeah. Either way. Is you, there a harder job than Popeye's manager, by the way? I no. wouldn't survive a day in that role. That looks tough. That's why work is shift at Popeye's is on the uh, real consequences coming back. <laughs> work is shift at Popeye's. We have to go and apply for a job, get yeah. hired, do the training, work one shift, and then you can quit. S sir, I'm looking for a, a not a part time job, just a part job. Where would you like to? Uh, where would you like us to mail your check? Yeah, I right. don't care. To uh, it doesn't matter. Calabasas, it's for, California. This is a joke. This is a joke thing that I'm doing. Is it cool if my buddy comes in and fills me? You can keep it. <laughs> you can keep the buddy. Yeah. So either way, Popeyes has since fired the gentleman, uh, Mr. Smith, and released a statement addressing the incident via Twitter. That's how you know they're sorry. Yes. Because they tweeted. 
Right. We are absolutely horrified, like the rest of the public, the statement read. The employee responsible for this assault was immediately terminated by the franchisee. We are working with local authorities and franchisees to ensure the impacted team member has the support she needs to fully recover. She's fine. Did you notice? Yeah, she's fine. She did not. She almost seemed to expect it. She started that. winding up, too. Yeah. She, she, like, she wasn't concerned about her phone falling out of her hand or anything. She, she kind of like was ready for that to happen. Honest to like. God, I think that other employee saved him. Yeah, right. I, I agree. That guy is a tiny man. That is a tiny, tiny man. Yeah, Kathy Knight would have loved him. Yes. So either way, ladies and gentlemen, do not smack your teenage employees across the face. It's a bad idea. If someone's filming, right. If there's if there's a camera nearby, do not do that. Right, Vinny? That's what you meant? You think you could get away with that without having legal, legal ramifications? You're oh out of your God. fucking mind. Michael yeah. Polpak has the tape. how many clips do you have of of john threatening legal actions against me it's fucking great you my friend (laughs) have committed a crime i also have this one i don't like suits (laughs) i you know i am worried about these rebel ramifications that are coming down the pike actually hold on here's my favorite absolute favorite stuttering john drop that i never use enough do do um, do up do do um, do up yes we don't have to say what the lyrics are around that. It's wildly offensive to everyone. Uh, oh, John, you dumb boob. <laughs> you dumb, dumb boob. Can we invite him to the roast? Absolutely. He's invited. Okay. I'll Please. pay I'll pay for his airfare. We I will pay for his uh I don't know, buy him a beer. Buy him a couple cores. I thought for a second there you were gonna actually pony up something and you're like, no, I'll buy him a cores. Yeah. Dude, he would drain your bank account. If if you had to pay for his weekend in Rochester drinking Coors, three hundred and sixteen dollars <laughs> for the Coors. Uh, so keep your receipts, Johnny. We got you. Florida, Carl. No a, way. Yeah, a Florida man told cops that he buried his father's poodle alive, and he told the cops as well. He laughed maniacally like a crazy person. Do you know how horrible this story would have been if it wasn't a poodle? Poodles are assholes. We can all agree on that, right? When I was a kid, it my probably mom deserved had poodles, it. and that they used to bite me all the yeah, time. Yeah, it probably deserved it. Would be my guess. And know. also, listen, I realize this guy thinks that burying a dog alive is fucking hilarious, but you can't laugh while you confess. Like Lauren Michaels won't like that. You know, this isn't the Carol Burnett show. We got to play it straight, buddy. I know it's hilarious, but try again. Remember, just look away. If you're gonna laugh, right. don't look into the camera of the officers. Of the officers, speak vest. slowly. Take your time. According to the arrest affidavit, police report that Tyler Servasi, 33, yesterday confessed to wrapping the 18-year-old pet in a wet towel while the dog was still alive and buried the canine in the backyard of the Clearwater home he shares with his 61-year-old father. The defendant kept laughing while he was making those statements the cop reported. The poodle was later discovered in the area where he reportedly confessed to burying him. After learning that his dog had been killed, the victim confronted Cervasi. The father was very upset, who then allegedly... Tyler then punched his father in the face. Yeah, he punched his 61-year-old dad in the face after burying his twice. dog. And he's giggling about it. He's like, oh, you don't think this is funny? <laughs> Punch him twice in the nose. Yeah, this guy's fun. Cops say the pair argued after his dad told his father he buried his dog alive in the backyard. 
he was arrested for animal cruelty and domestic battery. He's being held at the county jail on a $10,000 bond. But this guy's a fucking creep, man. Michael Vick sent him an autographed jersey. So at least he's got that going for he's him. He's the envy of the cell block. <laughs> Carl. Yes. Lawyers can be creepy. Oh, yeah. This guy might be in the running for creepiest lawyer I've ever heard of. This is neither here nor there, but remember Arrested Development? Certainly. Remember their uh, family attorney on there? Barry was, Peppercorn. Yeah, the Fonz. The Fonz. This guy looks like Henry Winkler in real life. He does. He actually, immediately, I'm like, oh, this guy's. I actually no thought more older Ted Danson. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, his name is Michael Meeks. Well, he's hot either way. We can get that out of the oh, way. Oh, yeah. We'd both do him. <laughs> yeah. 69 years old, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ah! 69. Oh, he was on the, the most recent monthly attorney discipline report okay. put out by the Florida Bar last week. You see, he applied for disciplinary revocation without leave for readmission to the bar, and received on April 28th. Disciplinary revocation is essentially disbarment. Do you know anything you just said? No. Okay, let's move on. Usually attorneys who apply for it do so so that they could reapply to Florida Bar in five years. Now, here's the deal. It was uh, denied because he pled not guilty to an arrest that happened on July 25th of last year. He was babysitting an eight-year-old girl. She was spending the night under the care of Meters for the evening. Mm -hmm. The report described Meters as, quote, a family friend as well as the family lawyer. Sure. The report says Meter recorded himself walking into the bedroom where the child slept and molesting her. You heard that part where he said recorded himself walking into the bedroom where the child slept and molesting this her? This is a man he who practices it. law. All right? In, in Florida. So, okay, there's that. But... He was practicing law, and he thought this was a good idea. Because he wanted to be able to say later, it's like, I did not come on her face. It was on her tits, Your Honor. I have video evidence. Oh, brutal. The next day, during a call with investigators listening to him, like the, the parents were told immediately that this happened, uh, and he, they were investigating it. He admitted to Molesty the girl and said, quote, I don't know what's the matter with me. I'm so sorry. Who's that old guy over there? Uncle Paul, Uncle Paul. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, you got a hot piece of ass in your house. It's hard to resist that sort of thing, right, Vinny? Give me a break. You can understand. Carl, I will not. What was she I wearing? I actually have audio of how this family hired this guy. He's the family lawyer. Probably flaunting. Do you it. leave your child with your lawyer when you go Well, out? that was like a family friend, too, right? Sure. Well, I have the audio of okay. him being hired. Mr. Simpson, I was just going through your garbage, and I couldn't help overhearing that you need a babysitter. Of course, being a highly <laughs> skilled attorney, my fee is $175 an hour. We pay $8 for the night, and you can take two popsicles out of the freezer. Three. Two. Okay, two. And I get to keep this old birdcage. Done. Still got it. That's a story, folks. This is so <laughs> crazy clip. to me. Good Paul. So as they're talking... He tells the cops, I was just touching her, that's all, and quote, I'm guilty. I did not do it every night. I am guilty, but I didn't do it like every night. Come on. Right. Yeah, he was able to resist sometimes. But he also said that the girl told him to stop and that uh, he would still do it anyways. If you know anything about this case, ladies and gentlemen, or this man uh, babysat you, you can contact the St. John's County Sheriff's Office at 904-824-8304. Serious calls only. <laughs> this story got me thinking about 
Princess Leia in the new Obi-Wan. Have you seen oh, this yet? Oh, my God. And it bad. made me angry. I what? was looking for your cameo when you were driving that bus. Oh, here we go. You were driving that thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I get, Old I get it. Old um, Could they have hired a slower child to play Princess Leia? It I have never sucks. seen anything so terrible. She sucks. That. Why are they making this show to make sure that no one will enjoy it. Children won't enjoy it. Adults won't enjoy it. What is going on with this, Vinny? I enjoyed part of it. Yeah? Yeah, when he broke her dub droid. Just like, ah! <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Even that, she's the worst actor when I've fucking, ever seen in my when life. When Flea comes in and breaks her yeah. droid. I know, she really seems real scared. <laughs> she should be fucking terrified. Instead, she's just like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, all right, that's not how anyone would act. Okay. Ugh. It's so bad. Flea's great in it, though. I did like Flea. Yeah. Best part. Yeah. So uh, let's go to St. Louis, shall we? Here's a fun story, everybody. Oh, man. This guy is a monster. <laughs> this guy is a problem, Vinny. Holy shit. I like that we go from... Um, what, what was Buried the, a dog alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the first story was slapping an employee, a person who weighs less than that employee, and then we get to this. It's like, wow, this escalated quickly. Yeah, that's why I love the scum parade. Yeah. If you notice, folks, there is an ebb and a flow to this. There we is. like to get you easy in. We build it. We it's build like when you slit your wrist in the bathtub. You know, you don't really feel it as much because you're just bleeding out of the tub and the water's warm. Um, St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't kill yourself, everybody. Please, thank thank you for not killing yourself. Absolutely do not. Uh, please. You have lots of reasons to live. We have a new episode next week, and the That's roast right. is coming and up. The roast is coming up, and the isotopes are playing the night before the roast at the beer park in Rochester. So, so let, me tell you what, let me tell you what Mark said to me today. Oh, boy. Because we were talking about this. I go, He goes, hey, why don't you do something to have the isotopes play like the night before here? Well, and, uh, well Carl smart. already booked it. And it's he went, good thinking, though. that bastard. <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, no, it was way not dirtier. pleasant. Yeah. Uh, a 39 year old former teacher's aide, Carl. Speaking of unpleasant, was sentenced this week to 50 years in prison for raping a young boy and knowingly exposing him to AIDS. Jesus, <laughs> that's insane. And hopefully, it doesn't get worse than that because that's already really bad. Oh no, hold on, Carl. Oh, there's more to it. Deontay Taylor got a 45-year sentence for the three counts of statutory sodomy, the five years for recklessly risking infection of another with HIV when the actor is knowingly infected, and also he entered a guilty plea for two counts of conspiracy to commit murder. That's right. Taylor committed statutory sodomy on the seven-year-old boy at Lusher County Elementary School, then reportedly worked with a gentleman by the name of Michael Johnson to find someone to murder his child victim and the boy's mother and grandmother. Oh, great. Yeah, no, this is a, a great plan. Wipe them all out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, John White. Also, when you're when you're hiring someone to murder someone, I don't know if you have to give the reason and the motivation behind it. But I have a feeling that you probably don't want to offer up, oh, well, I ass-raped him and I have AIDS, so I thought maybe we could just take these people out for I just need him to die a little quicker. Yeah. The AIDS will get him, but I'd like to watch him die, too. That's um, your Deontay Taylor impression? Maybe. Pretty good. John White <laughs> reportedly said Taylor and Johnson offered to pay him $20,000 to commit the crime. All right, so right there I was like, that's in the ballpark. You're paying the right amount of money if you want this done correctly. So I was like, okay, at least he's got that going for him. Johnson is reportedly Taylor's boyfriend, and Taylor met White, the prospective hitman, while he was in jail. Okay. Now, 
The boy testified Taylor removed him from music class on November 13th, 2015, took him into a nearby bathroom. He's like, oh, good, I hate music class. He's like, oh, no, I hate anal sex even more. Taylor then reportedly brought the boy to a classroom and showed him pornographic videos on his phone. You know what, though? Even though he was taken out of music class, there was still music involved. And only raping children. The boy was forced to perform oral sex on Taylor, then Taylor raped him. In the butt. The boy is reportedly tested negative for HIV. Thank fucking God for that. Taylor was reportedly fired from Lusher Elementary School in 2015 for unrelated reasons. Okay. <laughs> so he was a problem. What else was he doing? <laughs> Listen, we were going to let the anal rape slide, but you've also been late to work way too many times. You're having Mrs. Clarice punch out for you. We know you've been leaving early. White went to the police after Taylor Johnson offered him the $20,000. White was reportedly in jail at the time for a probation violation. Taylor reportedly said to White in the rec yard of the jail, I got something I need you to do for me. I want to know if you would take a hit. White shared with the cops that he told me it was a 10-year-old boy and his mother and grandmother, and I kind of got interested. Like, are you serious? You want to hurt a kid? Yeah. Taylor reportedly provided White with the victim's address, phone number, social security number, and other personal information. He supposedly ordered White to make it, quote, look like an accident, such as carbon monoxide poisoning, or a fire where the family was sleeping. I hate when someone hires me to kill someone and then tells me how to do my job. Like, I, I got this. And he says, hey, quote. There's a reason why it's 20 grand. Quote. I'm good. He told him, try to put it on the kid for playing with matches. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, all right, buddy. We'll just take care of it, all right? Don't tell me how to do my job. I won't tell you how to do yours. Well, this guy, Johnson, yeah. you know what his job was at the time. He was the choir director at, the, at a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Johnson even allegedly offered White diet tips while handing him the money to commit the hit. He's just full of information. This He's guy. just like, yeah, man, make it look like the kid was playing with matches. Um, lose some weight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you want to come see me, I'll be at the church. We'll be singing some hymns. Murdering the kids, murdering the kids. Make it look like an accident. We're going to kill the kids. This is a crazy story. That's a crazy story. Vinny, this person is a monster, and I yeah. hope that this person is locked up for the rest of his life. Yeah, and the one guy, you know, is a real monster. Choir? In the choir? I was going to let that slide. What are you, the school board? All right. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. This episode should be called School Board. Um, <laughs> fuck. All right, that is this week's edition of the Scum Parade. It's boring as shit. Really boring. Boring. <laughs> oh, 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 good one, Vinny. All right. Ah, I can't fucking take it. Can we end the show now? Let's do it. Uh, don't forget, folks, uh, we have a Patreon where you can support the show. The Vinteenth, the Vianon fucking uh, pedophile hunter theater is coming together. Yeah. Boy, do I have a lot oh, that good. I have found. Um, there's one that involves an incredibly mentally handicapped individual and a short bus. Great. That's pretty interesting. Uh, there's lots of stuff there. If you want to uh, find out what we're talking about here, uh, find us on patreon.com backslash the creep off. You can get exclusive merch and bonus episode or two every month. That's correct. All right, Carl. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gugia. <laughs> This is going great. So, what, so-
This episode could be hard to listen to. No one told me there was going to be boasting. Oh boy. You think it's funny? Are you laughing? Don't fucking laugh again. May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures. There have been no laughs! What do you mean? I'm None! Ciao, Bella.